Oh, shit. Yesenia. Oh, hey there, DeAndre. We are back like we never left. I mean, yeah, we basically never leave Discord ever. Yeah, yeah let's be real. <laughs> uh, except for when we go to, when we do things like go to Fanime this past Memorial Day weekend. Oh, you mean that big event that everyone went to and nobody invited me to? I don't, I don't, I don't control that. I don't know who didn't invite you. Y'all just all decided to go and no one gave me the memo. Hella rude. Look, uh, we can, uh, before you end up singing that memo out for uh, next year. It's okay. I already let the Ramen Raiders uh, HR rep know this is a discrimination at its finest. <laughs> uh, I must have missed that email. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, while uh, the Ramen Raiders get audited, uh, we're here to discuss uh, you and me a little bit. This will be a bit of a different episode, whereas there's no real topic for today's uh conversation is just more of a reflections episode and more of like a like a how we got to where we are today episode so this this is going to probably be a long long talk so uh if anything this will be a two-parter one will be uh this friday is the one you're listening to now and the next part two will be part two will be next friday so yeah uh something to look forward to over the next couple weeks uh and hope you all enjoy uh this this little look this deep dive into both of our lives uh and a little bit more of a hopefully a deeper look as to who we are how we got here how we changed over the years and how we became the people that we are today yep so if that sounds like something you want to learn about and are interested in hearing just more about deandre and myself and a little bit of background of who we are uh grab your favorite snack uh make yourself a good meal DoorDash or Uber Eats you some food, get your drinks going. If you are drinking alcohol beverages, please make sure you're 21 years of age or over and no drinking and driving, please. And if you are listening and driving at the same time, please make sure I was going to sneeze and cough (laughs) at the same time. Uh, Gross. Anyways, please make sure you are paying attention to the road. Hello? Yesenia? Hello? What the heck? Are you good? Um, my whole computer just froze. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know where I left off, so we'll just cut all of that out. Uh, in the meantime, just go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy this current episode of Soft Boiled. tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, the one-stop shop for all things relationships. But first, I'd like to formally congratulate our co-host Yesenia for achieving a master's degree in social work. To be honest, this is nothing compared to what she's really capable of, and I am personally excited for what she achieves next. As always to our wonderful audience, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, this episode of Soft Boiled, we'll be diving deeper into just our upbringing, our different pieces of life that brought us here to not only the Soft Boiled podcast, but 
my friendship with DeAndre, our friendships with the Ramen Raiders, the Ramen Raiders as a whole, um, but specifically just like our roles that we play in in our group of friends. Um, DeAndre, is there any questions you had in mind or any like way you kind of want to go about this or do you want to just start from the beginning of time and start with us exiting the womb? <laughs> no, not really. No real questions or anything unless, you know, they arise as uh, over the course of the over the course of the conversation. But uh, yeah, we could just start from uh, when uh, I was born at an early age. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess a little general background knowledge just to get you all up to speed um i'm 28 you know we live in california bay area northern california uh i was born in memphis tennessee so i'm not memphis. a i am not a california native uh some of you may not know this so yes i am a memphis grizzlies fan that's where my allegiances lie i do not fuck with the warriors the niners <laughs> the raiders the sharks the river cats uh whatever local sports teams there are that i can't think of not with any of them i will absolutely go to go to these events go to any games you know those are those are always a fun time but my allegiances lie with tennessee sports mostly with the titans and the grizzlies uh but yeah i have been in california for the last uh 18 years now so i'm pretty much from here at this point i've lived here longer than i lived in tennessee i lived in georgia for a, a short time three months that was two years ago. I had a little stint. I can't believe I cried about that. I thought you were leaving for a way longer time. And lo and behold, it was just for a few months. It was just for a few months. Now, I could, I did have the choice to stay. But uh, after going back to the South, uh, I realized uh, I don't like being oppressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Georgia is uh, not the state for me. So I quickly, uh, as, I, as fast as I could, made my way back to a good old sunny California where I have uh, been afforded a lot more opportunities in my life than sticking around in the South. And honestly, that's one of the best uh, decisions I think I've ever made in my life was moving to California. Uh, I moved here when I was 10, that was 2005. Uh, and I and absolutely do not regret that decision because thinking about it now, I would have never met the people that I know now uh, whether they're friends or acquaintances, coworkers, what have you, would have never met the people I've met, probably wouldn't have this PC that I've got assembled, probably wouldn't have an Xbox. <laughs> Half the things in my room I probably wouldn't even have. I probably wouldn't be into anime, the type of music I am, so on and so on. So I'm very thankful for uh, me being in California because I really do think that me getting out of uh, Tennessee has been a huge part in my development and forming my uh forming my likes and interests and my personality yeah i i love california don't get me wrong but i also have or and i also have a dream of owning a house which seems very unrealistic in california oh yeah not here no of course not yeah. i want to live in like modesto or something but let's face it yeah no one wants to live there um having family from there and spending you know family parties in the midst of summer there in 110 degree weather that's a no for me um but i have thought about leaving california from time to time and as much as it sounds like a great idea i'm literally you know 40 minutes away from snow 40 minutes away from the beach 40 minutes away from like the cities it's it's not 
there's just no other place like this. You know, it's like it, I can go to the snow and go to the beach in the same day, which is amazing. You know, I can go where it's hella hot and I can go where it's hella cold um, by the just driving over a bridge. You know, I literally did that today. I was in 89 degree weather and now I'm in 60 degree weather. Yeah, the climates here are pretty, pretty incredible. I love it. Yeah, so um, I'm very happy that my family migrated. I mean, technically, we didn't migrate to California. Technically, the borders of Mexico surpassed my family. um, And we just decided to go down with the border as it progressed downwards to where it is now. Um, Being like Mexican... My family's actually originally rooted in like the Visalia, like Fresno-ish area. And so some people moved to Mexico or moved with Mexico when the Mexi- like the Mexican border was starting to be pushed down south. And then other family members actually were granted their citizenship in, if they got, gave up their land to the American government back in like, what was it, 17, 1800s, whatever it was. Um so that's a cool little like piece of my family history that I like to share. Um, technically, I've always been in California. It's kind of was meant for me, I, apparently. It's in your blood. It's literally in my blood. Um, I was going to ask, so who was the first ramen writer you met? Uh, oh, that's a very good question. I would, so first ramen writer I met, if I can recall correctly... It had to have I don't I don't know the very first one. It had to have been Rex or Teddy because we went to middle school together mm. and I was friends with Rex, Teddy uh, and a couple of their other fr- uh, Nathan, our fearless leader. Uh, we all went to middle school together. All hell, Nathan. Mm-hmm. All hell. We went to middle school together and we used to play Yu-Gi-Oh uh, at lunchtime. <laughs> And that was that was certainly certainly a time and uh, grew uh, pretty much grew up knowing them uh, mm-hmm. those three years and then I, we we went to different high schools but then we went to college again our friendship sort of like rekindled from there and then you know as they say the rest is history they pretty much been here been a part of my life pretty much since uh, post high school same thing with Bobby I met Bobby. Uh, in middle school also we didn't really know each other like too well uh-huh. back in middle school but again you know post high school you know we hung out more and more uh actually no let me let me back it up because i'm totally i always forget this because in fifth grade it was lucy lucy and i had uh fifth grade together and mm-hmm. we were and we were in like the special like smart kid class. I think they call it gate. We were in a gate class. It was fourth graders, a majority fourth graders and and like maybe like 12 to 15 of us fifth graders. Mm-hmm. And Lucy was in my class. But we didn't we didn't know each other really. Like I think I sat in the back of the class and she sat towards the front towards the door, so we never really had any sort of interactions like that. But mm. the thing the thing that blows my mind is that uh, one day, uh, again, we all kind of went to the same college also. Um, we she, uh, we were just chilling in the quad area one day, and she comes up, and she brings this fucking picture that her mom took of her and me and, like, a couple of our other classmates at the fifth grade dance. <laughs> and I'm like, Lucy, you need to burn that picture. What is this? <laughs> like, 
where did this picture come from? And sure enough, it's her and me and like our other classmates. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally mm. forgot that we, that, you know, 2005 definitely was a time. <laughs> That's cute. I want to see this picture now. Yeah. You'd have to ask. I'm sure her mom has it somewhere, but oh, geez, that, and I remember, I don't remember what I was wearing or what I was, what I even looked like, but I'm sure it wasn't pretty. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, I think yesterday, was it yesterday? I want to say I was I was in Discord with some of the folks um, from the group and we were talking about how y'all have known each other for so long. And I remember just kind of like sitting and thinking about it of like, you know, I, I met the Ramen Raider crew in college, in community college. So that's like what, 2014-ish, 2015-ish. Yeah. And... I have never felt more at home with people than I have with you. I think you guys are the first experience of me having friends that felt like friends and felt like home. Um, I feel like before, yeah, I've had friends and I've had like best friends and stuff, but it just never stuck or like there was always drama. Um, but I made a comment yesterday. I was like, yeah, if y'all knew me in high school, I don't think any of y'all would have liked me in high school. And uh, Mr. Impressive over here was like, wait, why? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was traumatized. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was hurting. And I wanted to destroy everybody in my pathway. Like, being a traumatized, you know, 13-year-old going through trauma and, like, I essentially, like, now that I know what the term gaslighting is, I gaslit myself for, like, six years. Um, I was, I was in so much pain and I wanted to hurt everyone around me and have everyone else suffer with me. Um, and I felt so justified in that. So a lot of my friendships that I'm like, oh, I wonder why we stopped being friends. Well, Yesenia is probably because you were a bitch in some capacity. <laughs> and, you know, I had a bit of a narco problem in high school that a lot of people don't know about. Um, so I was just trying to numb the pain and wanted to hurt anyone that I could because I was also hurting. So I don't think any of y'all would have been friends with me in high school. Shit, I don't even... Now, I wouldn't have been friends with me in high school, you know? Um, and it makes me sad to think about, like, how different, like, our high school upbringings were because I'm like, fuck, like, had I just known y'all in high school, I probably would have been able to go through all that I went through and still have, like, a memorable high school experience because I would have had people who cared about me. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna ask, like, did you have like a group of friends in high school that uh, I, I imagine you don't really keep up with or keep in touch with really anyone, uh, if anyone at all, from from your high school growing up? Yeah, there's like literally, I could probably say like maybe five people from high school that I keep in touch with, and well, one of them, her husband is my brother's friend's brother, so like they're like family friends basically um and she just happened to marry him well not happened to like they they dated and then they got married and now they have a kid together um so you know like they i think they will always be part of my life um we're not as close as we were because we were in newspaper together excuse me um <laughs> nice. so sorry um and then this other girl that i met Literally, I went to Hawaii to go visit her um, when she was going to school in Hawaii. Again, we don't talk every day or anything, but, like, she's someone, if she needed me right now, I'd be like, hey, Dean, like, we got to stop the podcast. She needs me. Yeah. Um, I love her to death. Um, 
maybe like one or two other people from high school. But yeah, I think my original group of friends from middle school, I used to be friends with like a lot of like Latino chicks. And I remember I was having a lot of drama in middle school. And honestly, I probably caused some of it. We were clicky just as any, you know, girl group was. You had like your group of girls who were all friends, but then each person in the group had their own little best friend. Um, And, you know, I think we were all trying to figure out how to be independent from each other while also still being friends and I remember one time in middle school, we had to do this like group therapy counseling session at school because we had like a lot of friend drama. Um, And ultimately what ended up happening was like when I was a freshman in high school, and I think this just happens naturally in high school, you just kind of digress from friendships and you just move forward and you, you know, fall off with people and you start meeting new people. Yeah. And for me, I feel like that's what happened um but specifically i remember i had this one friend at the time specifically she would actually give me a lot of shit because i was like in okay i wasn't in the quote-unquote smart people classes at all i didn't start taking ap classes until like junior year of high school but like my friends would have like the double math or the double english classes and like if i could have tested to the point where i could be in those classes and be with all of my friends i would too but I had this one friend specifically who would always talk shit to me because I wasn't in those classes with them all. And that used to hurt my self-esteem a lot. Um, and then I remember I got, I started dating this boy my freshman year of high school. And my perspective of how this friendship and my friendships ended was like, I started dating a white boy and then all my Mexicans friends like cut me off. And I'm sure that's not what happened, Right. But my memory of it and my narrative of it has always been that. And I've talked about it in therapy from time to time of like trying to unlock memories of the deeper things that were happening. And I think because of like the trauma that happened to me as a freshman in high school, I blocked out a lot of what was supportive because I was already spiraling. So for me it serves me better to make it feel like I was abandoned and make it like made myself believe that I was abandoned by my friends rather than like, I probably pushed them away and I probably clinged on to attention um, from all the unhealthiest places. Um, But yeah, so then slowly but surely I stopped being friends with all those girls. And then like my junior year of high school, I started hanging out with like, the kids that would be in the AP classes and like the popular kids and stuff. And then I remember feeling really, really stuck in this like role of like, I'm too white for my Mexican friends, but I'm too Mexican for my white friends. And that's just like the, the town I grew up in, right? Like the high school that I grew up in too, or I went to, it was very white. The town that I lived in was very white. It still is white. Um, Literally. I remember this high school parking lot, there was like a row of people who would drive like trucks and they would have like the Confederate flag on those trucks. And, you know, in high school, in high school, I didn't really recognize that like that. But now that I'm older, I'm like, what the fuck? Like we really allowed that shit, you know? Yeah. Um, But you know, it serves to like the school being racist, the town being racist as fuck. I mean, there's literally no mental health services in that County. Like there's very far and few in between mental health services for that County. Um, but yeah, and you know, like, I think I started abusing 
uh, like Narcos my sophomore year of high school. So I remember junior year somewhat. Uh, I don't remember like the back end of my sophomore year. I kind of remember junior year and then some bits and pieces of senior year. Um, Because to backtrack, uh, my freshman year was when I had one traumatic event happen to me. And then my cousin was murdered uh, like five months after that event. So it was like full on trauma central for me my freshman year of high school. Um, so yeah, and I think that just kind of served me as I grew up navigating high school of just feeling very lost, feeling alone, <clears throat> feeling abandoned, feel, feeling like no one loved me. Um, and it, it took me a while to break that cycle and to break those thoughts. Um, and I think it wasn't until like right before I met you guys that I was like finally learning how to become friends with people and like allowing myself to be friends with people. Um, it's kind of weird cause y'all came in my life at like the perfect time of when it started to feel more like I could live life rather than like waiting to die as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like living became and accepting yourself became more like natural. And it was like yeah. a process. I swore, like, I used to have anxiety attacks before bed about graduating high school because I swore I was going to die that night after graduation. I was going to walk the stage and have a very good day, and then that night I was going to die in my sleep and not wake up. And I used to have so much anxiety about that, and I think it was because, like, I didn't really remember my high school years, and I think I was trying to, like, self-sabotage life, you know? Thankfully, I'm alive today. I'm going to be 28 soon, and I'm very fortunate to say, like, the past 10 years. Yeah, they still have been a roller coaster, but, like, I'm very happy with how life has been to me and how different it's been because I stuck out life. Yeah, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're happy you're here and <laughs> still with us among the living. <clears throat> wouldn't have it any other way and we're very happy to have you a part of the group no matter how soon or how late or whenever you came into the fold we're just happy to have you here yeah um so something came to my attention as i was talking and i wanted to ask you Uh um did y'all like drink in high school or like do drugs in high school uh me so my high school experience uh was uh quite i would i, sh- I shouldn't say different like i'm make, i'm making myself special it was i mean yeah it was very different from you know a lot of other people's uh i very much growing up was always the the kid who like got picked on and i wouldn't say bullied necessarily but you know uh i wasn't really like accepted by like a majority of you know the people around me mostly because of you know my likes and my interests as you know i you know i'm black i like rock and i like metal and i like wrestling i like anime i like these things that aren't necessarily seen uh among the black culture as you know things that are black you know these things Mm -hmm. these things aren't black so to a lot of people they looked at me like I was weird and I was the outcast. Now, of course, anime is like the fucking cool thing and everyone likes anime now, of course, you know, so it, it like fucking sucks. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was a little bit hard in that sense because 
every which way you turn, you know, there's someone like pointing and laughing at you for like in that quote unquote weird shit. Or, you know, you're watching wrestling and, uh, you know, people are talking to you like, oh, you watch that fake stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very much a like kind of like how you were saying uh, it's it was like kind of hard to like accept yourself. Um, I, I, I never let that stuff, you know, really get to me or anything like that. I never really let people's thoughts about me deter me for from being who I am, being who I was and doing the things that I wanted to do, liking the things that I wanted to like, go the places mm-hmm. I wanted to go, that kind of thing. Uh, especially, especially in high school was really when I started to take form, uh, in the things that I liked. Uh, I really found myself music wise. Uh, I started realizing that, yeah, I really do like rock and metal. And I started exploring and delving deep into the bands that I liked and the musicians and all that kind of stuff. I started diving deep into more, uh, wrestling. I started, you know, watching old paper, old wrestling pay-per-views and reading up on my wrestling history and all that kind of stuff. I was delving deep into these things. Cause that's what that, those were the things that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I found a solace in, in, in a comfort in those things. Uh, not to say that I grew up with no friends whatsoever. Cause I grew, I had a, some friends in middle school. Some of them trickled into high school uh, and of course I made high, friends in high school along the way that I don't really talk to as much, but, um, I know if I needed to, I could, you know, call one of them up. I know they're still hanging around and, you know, we get the band back together, uh, mm-hmm. which I've actually been kind of meaning to do, uh, cause I, I do miss those motherfuckers cause I did <laughs> cause everyone I hang out with now pretty much went to the opposite high school. They went to the rival high school, which is pretty nutty to say. That like my whole group of friends are people that for four years I didn't really see every day, but now I call them, you know, my best friends and my family and things like that. So crazy how things work out mm-hmm. that way. Uh I didn't drink really in high school. Uh that came really after uh when I met you guys. I started drinking uh a lot more. I'm not gonna sit here and say like heavily drinking, but it did go from like zero to you know where i'm at now 100 yeah pretty much. i never <laughs> so basically I, we turned you into an alcoholic got pretty it pretty much yeah i've had i've had some i've had some rough nights i'm sure some of you have seen uh i never did drugs i've never i've never to this day i've never even smoked weed i've never smoked weed i've what? never even I've i never, never do that yeah i've never taken a hit of a cigarette uh i've never you know snorted coke i've been around coke i've never done meth uh heroin nothing i've never i've never done any ounce of drug unless it's like tylenol yeah okay so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty squeaky clean in that sense yeah and you know like no judgment definitely i i just thought of like how different our environments probably were that you one didn't really seek it out and your friends probably you know did or didn't and if they did they probably didn't pressure you so you never felt like you had to do it and me, it's like, that's all I was ever around. I mean, I never did coke or like heroin or meth or acid or things like that either. But like, you know, I think the first time I ever smoked, I was like 11. The first time I ever drank, I was like 11. <laughs> so and yeah, being, like being in California, you know, weed is being around weed is like inevitable. 
You know, yeah. you, you can't escape that. No matter how old you are, it's it's just a part of your. It's like ingrained in your culture here in California. Growing up, uh, I, I will I've say, been asked, but never. You know, I've turned it down every single time I've been asked. Yeah, I will say though, I think I would have rather done like coke acid. I mean, I, I've done shrooms, but like coke acid and shrooms, like those are like the more like bound for me that those are my boundaries um i have never done acid or coke but like i think if you would have asked me in like 2010 to do it i would have been down Mm -hmm. versus like nowadays because you literally cannot get any type of drug without it being laced with something specifically fentanyl oh yeah but i i've had conversations with like you know my sister for example of like you know drugs my brother and i did back in the day and we we used to pop this pills at school, you know, and for those that don't know, this pills back in the hyphy movement, uh, it was literally just like a concoction of drugs mixed into a pill. It would have like, and it, they would advertise it to kids because they would have like the transformers on it or like lucky charms. They yeah, would be like bright ass. Yeah. They'd be like bright ass red or bright ass yellow. Um, and for me, like my, <clears throat> my pill of choice was like the red transformers quad stack uh and a lot of people are probably gonna cringe if they know what that is um but like i used to take those like it was nothing and if someone were to hand me that shit today i'd be like get away from me because i think i don't know it's just something about drugs back in the day i feel like we're way safer than they weren't than they are now even weed which is like ridiculous to say but i don't buy weed unless it's from the cannabis clubs you know yeah, especially like in the past couple months, fentanyl has just become such like an epidemic. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't blame anyone for you know getting their stuff from a dispensary at least for the next few months until the stuff blows over. Because uh, yeah, fentanyl is just—I don't know how overblown it is. You know, if people are you know overblowing this or if it's like a real thing, but like like people i've i've you know heard testimonies from family members and people who know people that yeah like this fentanyl shit is like no fucking joke so like, yeah i don't blame you at all any or any anyone at all for you know not wanting to get their stuff you know the conventional ways anymore yeah it's it's quite interesting to see how it's all kind of just coming together and how <sighs> I don't want to say like manufactured. I feel like manufactured is not the right word. But even just the fact that it's like you said, you don't know how big this is being blown out of proportion or how widespread it actually is. And even that idea, it's like there's so much more we don't know to it. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because, you know, the in the work that I've done with like teenagers, a lot of them are having like psychosis breaks because they're trying drugs that are laced with shit, you know? And that's and it's sad because I'm like fuck. I mean, I know I grew up d- dabbling into a thing or two, but you know, I first of all, I'm no one to sit here to tell you don't do drugs. I would tell my teenagers all the time, I want you to have all the knowledge and information about the drug you're going to, you are going to try because it's inevitable whether you're 15 doing it or 25 doing it. I'd rather you have all the information and do the drug because you want to experiment than you doing a drug because you're hurting and you're sad and you need something to cope with. Using drugs to cope is so different than using drugs to just be curious. Um, And, you know, I I stand by that till this day. And it just sucks because 
I mean, teenagers are teenagers. They're going to fucking get into shit. The more you tell them not to do something, they're going to do it. And now they're doing drugs with all this extra shit that doesn't need to be in there. And it's sad. Yeah, much like same thing with um, alcohol and sex. You know, the more you tell them, oh yeah, the more you tell them not to do it, they're they're gonna their curiosity is gonna get the better of them. Obviously, you know, you yeah. can only keep you can only shelter your kids, you know, for so long until eventually, you know, it, you can't. You're not with them at all hours of the day. Lord knows what you know their friends are telling them at school. <laughs> you know, like oh, I saw this. Hey, you wanna you wanna watch you wanna watch some porn? You know what I mean? <laughs> or you know, hey, I got I found my dad's stash or something. You wanna go drink some alcohol or something? And then, you know, they have no context or they have no idea what any of this stuff is or does. So mm-hmm. you know, they just go into this stuff blind. And you know, I I I feel like uh, a lot of people parents don't educate their kids anymore they just sit them in front of tiktok and they just sit them in front of a screen and let you know their influencers or their youtubers or their twitch streamers i hate to say it but you know they're the internet is the kid's babysitter you know what yeah I mean? but like that's that's just that's sort of like the world we live in now where a lot of people aren't taking accountability for their for themselves or their their kids or whatever the case may be they're leaving it up to PewDiePie and Mr. Beast to show these kids the way when no, you need to be a parent or a guardian and be present <laughs> and teach them these things. Yeah. Um, did you I was gonna ask so, you know, you said at first, and not, not that you were bullied, but you were definitely like, maybe picked on about like your interests and your likes and just, you know, things that you felt brought you happiness at what point do you feel like that shifted from a point of like fuck i'm being like made fun of to like people started leaving you alone uh i think maybe like junior or senior year when i think people maybe matured up a little bit just a tiny bit towards the end of you know uh our run in high school but I, Mm -hmm. i i don't know the exact point but i think there was a point when I think people were realizing uh, that what they were telling me wasn't getting to me, like how they thought it was going to, you know, people saying things to me or, you know, calling me names for liking what I like, uh, you know, it never really had that effect on me of like, uh, I'm going to, you know, be emo about my stuff and not let anyone not let anyone in or not let anyone know what I like or what I, what I'm watching or anything like that. Once that, I think once people realized that I was so unabashedly me, they just mm-hmm. sort of, you know, they just sort of like started leaving me alone about, oh, excuse me. They just sort of leaving me, started leaving me alone about stuff. And yeah. it really was never an issue after like two or three years of just, you know, constantly kind of like getting hounded and all that kind of stuff. Because I, 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 I pretty much, like, if someone wanted to talk to me about that kind of stuff, I would I would absolutely have a conversation about it. But if someone were, you know, having a, a quote-unquote conversation with me, but they were doing it in a way that was, you know, belittling and making fun of me, then, yeah, I would kind of, like, shut them down and, mm-hmm. you know, not not engage in that shit because i like oh i'm just asking you a question no you're not asking me a question you're you're asking me a question in the in the hopes that 
I give you an answer so you can make fun of me for or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference in having a conversation and having a conversation just to make fun of somebody in the end. Yeah. At what point do you feel like you became more confident in your interests? Uh, I would probably say, I think definitely after high school. Um, and I would probably definitely say when I started, uh, I started college and started working mm-hmm. and I started having more money and I could start buying my own things. Then I really started realizing like, okay, what, what do I like? Because I now have my own money. I could control, uh, what movies I buy, what movies I go see, what clothes, mm-hmm. uh, I wear all that kind of stuff. So that was really like a turning point for me. I was like, okay, I like, I really like Dragon Ball and Naruto and all this kind of stuff. So let me go out and buy some, you know, Dragon Ball clothes or Naruto clothes or, you know, Spider-Man this and, uh, fucking Metallica that and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and speaking of, um, music or I guess Metallica a little bit, yeah, like music was also a big, a big help. Uh, I know a lot of people connect with music on so many different levels and, me i'm no exception uh obviously as i said i am into rock and metal that's not to say that's like the only thing i listen to but that's predominantly what i'm into um Mm -hmm. like to the point where i'm going to concerts like every other week i've got a concert freaking next friday and the following monday after that friday i've got another concert so music is very much uh, a part of my life and i think music uh, helped me really in my formative years of discovering who I am and who I was because uh, I really felt like the lyrics and the subject matter uh, in in metal connected with me more than the lyrics that were in you know pop and rap and hip hop and mm-hmm. any other genre of music because especially rap nowadays is uh you know all about you know fuck bitches get money and that really wasn't me in high school you know Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't smoke weed i didn't do drugs i wasn't having sex i wasn't doing all these things that rappers are talking about so of course i don't connect with that but uh you know rock and metal have so many different genres and so many different styles that you can get into. There's a, I always tell people there's a band for everybody. I can always Mm -hmm. find a band. I can find a song for anybody. What do you want to listen to? What, what's the subject matter that you like? Boom. I got a song for you. I got a band for you. Uh, I, and, but of course, you know, being rock, being so quote unquote loud and screaming and all that kind of stuff, people are afraid to, to delve deep when no, that's, that's if you want to go on the extreme and heavier side, sure. But there's absolutely stuff that you can listen to that won't be as jarring. You just have to mm-hmm. be, you just have to open yourself up to it. And once I opened myself up to different ways of thinking and different ways of living, I found that I was happier <laughs> yeah. because I wasn't stuck in this this stereotype for myself or you know this image of what people thought I should be wearing and liking and dressing or I said I said wearing already I guess but you know I wasn't stuck in the the quote-unquote black look I yeah. I started you know doing my own thing going out when I wanted doing what I wanted dressing how I wanted going to going to rock shows and not being judged um 
that's also another big reason why I'm so into I'm so into metal is because the community is very accepting. Uh, I go to a, a rock show and uh, on festivals everywhere and no one even bats an eye that, hey, there's a black guy there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone's so loving and accepting. Uh, you know, you can make friends super easily, no matter who you're standing next to. Uh, I've, I know I've walked away at a couple shows just being like, wow, that was a, the band was cool, but like the people I was around, I was just such a fucking awesome experience, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I fit and it really, it took place. Uh, yeah. I'd say like post high school. That was when it, it really started dawning on me that like, all right, this, this is who I am going forward. Uh, but yeah. trying to, trying to. I want to I want to keep it to po- uh pre pre college cuz cuz I think part 2 is probably going to be all like post college post high or not post college sorry post uh post high school. Yeah. Cuz post high school man that's that's really where like Ramen Raiders come in and uh you and I and all of our adventures together and and so 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 much has happened and it's and it's crazy that it, it's it's 2016 now. Uh, we're 10 years removed from high school. Speaking of, are you going to go to your reunion? Uh, I don't even know if we're doing a reunion. That's but given the fact that, one, I don't think we are. And two, I don't talk to anybody from high school. It's probably a no. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't, like, I, I mean this in the best way possible. I don't care for any of them. And I know they don't care for me. You know, like. I'm happy everyone is hopefully happy. You know, I'm happy with knowing that I I had my time with the people that I had my time with. And I mean, that's kind of it, you know, like I'm the way that I think about it is like, if there wasn't an effort to keep in touch after high school, why am I going to go to a reunion to try to just, just basically cheese me out, which is basically means to find out the gossip, you know, like, yeah, I hope but- everyone's happy. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's healing because I know our class went through a lot of shit. Like me in high school, like I went to so many funerals, which I mean, even when I talk to you guys about it, you're like, what the fuck? Like y- you were in high school when these things happen. I'm like, yeah, isn't that like a norm for every high school person? No, it was not, you know, so like and a lot of us experienced a lot of death. Um in high school and even like right after high school so i just hope everyone's healing and living their best lives and you know i was a mexican in a predominantly white high school and i always felt left out and i don't need to try to flex on anybody or like try to prove myself to anybody or try to just you know do small talk with people who didn't try to keep in touch with me either like i i don't see the point in high school reunions to be quite honest um I I enjoy the people that I've met and the people that I'm like acquainted with. Yeah, I for sure will say hi to them if I see them out and about, you know, but that's about it. Like if the people I was friends with in high school towards the end, I should say like my senior year, if they wanted to do like a gathering and I got invited for sure, I would go. But outside of them, I don't think I would. Um, Did you and you know, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, did you do any activities in high school, like prom, grad night, homecoming, anything like that, dances or whatever? I don't know what other activities, like any clubs you were a part of or anything like that. 
Um, for the most part, I mean, yes, I did like prom and homecoming and all of that stuff. Like all of my senior year activities, I did them, but that's also because I paid for them because I was already working. Um, I didn't come from money. I didn't, my, you know, parents didn't have money. So if I wanted to go to prom, I had to work and spend my own money on it. And that's exactly what I did. The senior trip to Disneyland that we go on, I paid for that, you know? So it's like, I worked my ass off my senior year of high school to make sure I could do those things. But the only club that I was in was newspaper, but that's because it was like a class, not like an after school extracurricular thing. Um, I was technically in a jump rope club jump for like, ropes. yeah, we did like a jump rope competition thing. We like partnered up with elementary schools for it. Um, it wasn't like a long lived club. It was just like a one time thing, I think. But you know, like I said, growing up poor and having, you know, um, immigrant parents and also just, you know, a family that's barely surviving and being the oldest daughter, my priorities were making sure my siblings were okay. And, you know, because I was, um, as a trigger warning for folks, um, I was molested when I was little and I think it really impacted the way my mom raised me as a daughter because I think she just wanted to make sure I was safe and I was never going to have to go through that again. Um, and, you know, I think she did the best she could given the information that she knew. Um, and, you know, what she did was basically make sure I was under lock and key <laughs> the whole time. Um, I wanted to try out for cheerleading and I wasn't allowed to. I wanted to do drill team and I wasn't allowed to. I wanted to be, you know, part of band. I wasn't allowed to. Anything I wanted to do, I wasn't allowed to. And I couldn't really go to friends' house. I couldn't really do sleepovers. I had one friend who was allowed to sleep over my house, and I was allowed to sleep over at her house. And that's because our moms would talk and, you know, ask each other permission, you know, um, very traditional back in those days. Um, so I, I was very much, like, raised... I was raised kind of on my own in a weird way. I had to be a mom to my siblings. Um, so I wasn't really allowed to do much. Um, but, you know, as they say, with strict parents make for sneaky kids. So because my mom was really strict on me, I think my dad might have overcorrected and was like really easygoing with me. So whenever I wanted to go out and do things, I would just go to my dad's house. And then I would ask my dad for permission. And he would be like, yeah. So anytime I wanted to do anything, I would just go to my dad's house. Um, huh, that's kind of how I got away with a lot. <laughs> um, Wait, spell, yeah. uh, real quick, uh, before you continue, uh, just a quick, like, not thought, I guess, or question, I guess I have, because I, I didn't grow up in a strict household, like, at all. Um, uh, it was, I grew up with me, it was me, my mom, and my sister, uh, and my mom was never really like hard. Uh, I mean, she was like, you know, hard on us, I guess, but not like strict, like not to the point where like I couldn't go out or go see friends or anything like that. You know, mm -hmm. I, in my neighborhood in Memphis, I would, you know, go hang out on the street, play with the kids on my street, my block. We weren't, we never got to any trouble or anything like that. Uh, you know, just be in before the, you know, streetlights come on, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I know in different, uh, cultures like Filipino or, or Latino, like the parents are a lot more stricter. And I know they're especially strict on, on the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, was, 
And you said, how is your brother older or? Yeah, my brother's three years older. Okay, yeah. So like, how how was it like you seeing your brother get, or I guess I should ask first, like, did he get a lot more freedoms that you weren't awarded? Um, and then like, how did if he was like, how 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 was it like seeing <sighs> your brother, you know, being able to like go out and do all these things, and you were like told like no. Man, look. If my brother ever listens to this episode, just know I love you now and I'm very happy with the relationship we have now. But man, fuck you when we were growing up. Like, my brother was allowed to do everything. He wanted to go hang out with his friends, he would do it. He would, like, not come home on a school night, he would do it. He would have girlfriends, he would do this, he would do that. And, you know, at the time, that's all I saw was how much freedom he had. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, with that, I think it was a lot of, like, my mom tried to raise a son, you know, tried to raise a man. And around that time of, like, my brother's, like, adolescent years of him really testing boundaries, we also lived in a neighborhood where there was a lot of gang activity. Naturally, in any neighborhood that's like that, you're going to have some gang involvement, gang affiliation, you know, just being friends with the neighborhood kids because that's who you live with. Like, the, even if you're not actually in the gangs themselves you're guilty one way or another because those are your peers those are the people you see day in and day out so there was a lot of that too um but around that time is when my dad uh was with my ex-stepmom it's the only stepmom i ever had growing up they're just not they haven't been together in like i don't even know how long but um they were kind of starting their own family so she has a son and then my my dad and his ex had a son together too my my brother who's 18 now but you know we kind of just felt like he like you know he forgot about us and he started his own little family with this new girl type of thing and it wasn't really like that but that's just kind of how we felt and you know I think for my brother my brother used to play basketball when he was younger and I think my dad was too drunk to ever go to his games but then you know, here's my dad being stepped out of the year going to his stepson's basketball games or baseball games or whatever games that they were. Um, and, you know, I th- I think it just hurt my brother. And he, he, this could be all made up and this is all me projecting my own shit. Um, but I think it could have impacted my brother in ways he'll never talk about. And he acted out from it because I remember my mom had a very difficult time with my brother and it kind of like trickled down to me. So I would have to pick up my brother's slack or I would have to kind of babysit my brother. There would be times where my brother would come home drunk and I'd have to cover for him or he'd come home high as shit and I'd have to cover for him. Um, I remember one time I wanted to go to my friend's house and my brother was like out with his friends or whatever. And my mom had told me no. And I remember like blowing up on my mom that like my brother was allowed to do everything. And then she was like, well, it's because he's a boy and he can't get pregnant. I think my mom probably feared of like me being like, you know, a teenage mom. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think she she was a teenage mom. Well, kind of was a teenage mom and had fears of it. But I think the bigger thing was like my mom side of the family is so fucked up in so many ways. And man, sometimes I really hope. I come across a few of y'all so we could fucking throw hands, but a lot of my aunts growing up used to talk shit about me saying that I was I wasn't gonna be shit, that I was gonna be 16 and pregnant, that I was gonna be a little hood, like a little what are they called? A hood rat, right. uh, a homie hopper, 
um, you know, having different baby daddies and shit. And they don't know I was there listening to those conversations this whole like those whole that whole time. So I think a lot of it was also my mom just trying to prove them wrong of like, I know how to raise my kids. Um, and, you know, when when my when my mom and I hear about like family drama that happens, we're just so thankful we're not part of it anymore. And I think a big thing that I'm really happy about is like, yeah, she was really strict on me because she had high expectations for me. But I think it's deeper down. My mom was abandoned. Like her dad left. My grandpa left my grandma to go have kids with her younger sister and like forgot all about his kids with my grandma, you know? And then my grandma decided to leave my mom and her brother to supposedly go look for work, but then had more kids. So like, you know, from the jump, my mom wasn't really wanted from her parents and that fucks you up in life. And so when she built her own family, she made sure that, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm like getting emotional. That's okay. Um, you know, my mom did everything she could to provide for us with or without my dad. My mom wasn't a single mom because my dad was very much present in the picture. Um, but like my mom did everything she could to make sure that she had our backs, even if we didn't know it was love. Um, and she did the best she fucking could. And I'm so thankful for her because look at us, like she has three kids that are adults. We're thriving. We don't have kids. We're traveling the world, you know, um, we are indulging in our like inner child because we can afford to now and kind of reminiscing on like those days in growing up of how much we wanted toys and we couldn't have them. My brother wanted Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards. And now he fucking spends hundreds of dollars on just one, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a trip to see like the differences of our, our upbringing and now um but specifically kind of going back to the question with me and my brother there would be times where like it felt like my brother hated me um uh, and i remember he used to tell me like go kill yourself um and i don't like out of context it sounds really fucked up but we would like fight and he'd be like you know what just go kill yourself or something like that mm. and there was a few years where we just like weren't the closest and we didn't really talk and it wasn't really until Pokemon Go came out in 2016 is when we started, like, really getting close. Because I downloaded it first, and I was playing for, like, a year. And then he downloaded it later, and then I showed him how to use it. And then we would go walking around town and playing together. Um, but yeah, like, I hated the fact that he was a boy and can do what he wanted. And I was a girl that could get pregnant and be called a whore. And I was molested, so I had to be protected at all costs. You know, it's it's it was rough. It's a that's a very long winded way to say it was very rough. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I mean, shout out to your fucking mom though. Like, always had you guys' best interests in heart. And I know, like, being young, it's it's hard to like understand. You know what? Why your parents do the things you do and say the things they say to you and. You know, they try to teach you these lessons that, of course, you're you're like 13, 14. You don't understand. You don't your your worldview is so is so tiny, so minuscule. You're so you live so in the moment and you have no idea what's going on or what they're doing. But obviously, as you mature and grow up, hopefully you mature and grow up, uh, you slowly start to realize that, oh, um, 
you know, all these things that they were doing for me. Some of it I still may not approve of, but, you know, a lot of it was for, you know, my best interest. Uh, and like you were saying, you, uh, your mom, like, you know, gave her all for you guys. And obviously that's shown because now look at you, you're, you know, a college graduate. You're about to party it up pretty soon. You've got <laughs> me, we, sir, we uh, are partying it up pretty soon. I mean, I mean you, you're going to party harder than the rest of us. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm ready for um, this fucking mechanical bull, though, because I've never rode. Well, I know I've ridden one at one time before, but uh, I'm excited to get back on that bitch and fucking ride on cowboy. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeah, I I think something I I have learned a lot more as an adult is like my mom and my dad grew up basically grew up without parents. So you don't grow up with parents. How are you supposed to know how to parent? And not that that excuses a lot of what they did growing up or how they parented us growing up. But I do have a lot more empathy now than I think I've ever had because I'm like, holy shit, like. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, if I didn't have parents and I had a kid, psh, like, where's the instruction manual, you know? Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do in situations? Like, you know, especially, like, traumatic situations. Um, yeah, so I I have a lot more empathy for them nowadays than I think I've ever had for them. Yeah, word up. That's 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 uh, real talk right there. Especially uh, uh, now that uh, you you want kids, yeah, at some point. I want at least one just to see what it's like to be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, then, you know, after a 30-day trial, give them back. 30-day <laughs> trial, yeah. I'd like to make a return, please. Yeah, I, I want at least one. Yeah, and now uh, now that you have the... Not shouldn't say life I guess, you know, some life experiences and a better understanding of, you know, what your parents went through and the things that they taught you. Uh, now you have the opportunity or will have the opportunity uh you know in the future uh to pass on you know whatever they taught you or whatever things you learned and want to pass on to your your child um mm -hmm. you know to give them a, a better life you know regardless of whatever you went through and whatever you experienced you know that's always I feel like that's that's always the parent's goal is to give the child the better life that you either never had or wanted to have Mm -hmm. So, you know, they don't grow up, you know, being on the street or, you know, God forbid, you know, doing dumb shit. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that, I was going to ask you, what was it like growing up in your family? Because I feel like we don't, or at least me personally, I feel like I just don't really ever hear you talk about your family like that. Uh. No, that's that's a fair question because uh it's not and it's not you either it's like i think mostly everybody no one no one in my family really knows um or no one in my family no one none of my friends none of you guys really know like my family all that because well, yeah i don't talk about them too much it's also hard because they don't live here so mm -hmm. you know they're they're never around you know i can't um tell i could talk about my aunties and uncles and all that kind of stuff but obviously like you guys have never met them uh or you know any holidays they don't come around because they all live in memphis or you know they're spread across the south like in georgia and mississippi and whatnot 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's a little bit harder in that aspect. Like even my sister uh, doesn't make it out here all too much. Uh, I have a couple cousins that come visit every now and again, like once or twice a year. They but they, they it's so random whenever they come. Like my grandma would just be like, "Oh hey, your cousin's coming by uh, in two days." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm working. It's a freaking it's a Wednesday. Why is he coming in the middle of the week? Like, what are you talking about?" Because that's one that's cheaper. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, like me me and my family, we're so. I think the last time I saw most if not like all or yeah like most of my family was when um it was when my grandpa uh died in 2017 or yeah 16 17 17 it was 2017 because that was when i that was i remember that's when i got my uh my first tat um but that was the last time i saw most of my family um and I remember it, it, it hit, I remember the moment it hit me was we were at my grandparents' house uh, where my grandma was or still lives. And it was me, you know, my sister, a whole bunch of my cousins there. You know, we're just out in the garage shooting the shit. You know, my cousin, my fucking cousin who's been to prison, God knows how many times, you know, he's out there cutting hair. You know, they're out there smoking weed and shit. You know, you know me, I don't smoke, but but I'm just there catching a vibe. Uh, you know, my cousin's cutting hair. He cut my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, and they're all listening to you know fucking rap music and trap music, all this kind of shit. And I and I remember it hit me. I was just like standing around. You know, everyone's having chilling, having a good time. And I was looking around. I'm like, damn, I am nothing like this group of people here. <laughs> like these. Who like, are you people? <laughs> yeah, like they would all probably look at me so so weird if they if they you know. Uh, I think some of them knew at that time I was a wrestler. I, I think my sister and my auntie knew and my mom knew, not everybody knew, but yeah, it was just so crazy. Like I, I, I even to this day, I think about, it, I'm like, damn, I am nothing like the rest of my family. Uh, you know, my mom listens to like, you know, old school classic R and B and stuff. Uh, my sister, uh, just graduated from, uh, college, from university on Memphis, uh, like a year or so ago. Uh, my cousins, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I think they're scattered about uh, across Mississippi. Got Lord knows how many kids running around, babies, kids, and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I know one of my cousins. She she's got like two, three kids running around. My cousin just got married. Uh, I think last September, so he's coming up on a year of marriage. Uh, another cousin, he's just chilling, doing his thing in Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, I they. They're not around too often, you know, like I'm sure if they lived closer by and I would have, you know, birthday uh, events, much like our friends like Ace and and even you, like you, you know, your family comes out to to your stuff whenever you have it. You know, you guys will obviously get to meet them. But, you know, me, me and my mom and my grandma being out here, it's harder for all of them to or even some of them to migrate out here because, you know, cost of travel uh has ridiculous is ridiculous now and uh, i remember as a kid we used to we used to pile up in in a in a suv uh it would me it'd be me my mom uh sister cousin auntie i mean just packed in in like a suv and we hit the road for two or three days from memphis to to california Mm-hmm. And oh boy, we want to talk about rough. I used to get, I used to get a uh, car sick as a kid. Oh God, I used to hate those road trips so much. I used to, 
have to pull over and be throwing up. Just it was the absolute worst time for me being in that car. But uh, shout out to my grandma. Uh, um, um, whenever I was sick, being from those long car rides, she would have she would have a can of uh alphabet soup waiting for me when I got to the house, and I would snack on that shit, munch it down, and and I'd be whipped up in shape. I'd be good to go for the rest of the trip while we was here. It was a good fucking time. Shout out to grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was thinking back. about that. I was thinking about that one day. I, I forgot what why I was thinking about it, but I was driving and I was like, you know, I never really hear DeAndre talk about like his family. Like even like your like your sister, like I don't even know how many siblings do you have? I just and have then, one like, sister, yeah. You just have the one sister? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, or like your mom or, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you even like know anything of your, of your father or anything like that, but it was like one of those things where I was thinking of, I don't really know your family. Same with Rex. I don't really know too much of his family. Uh, Nathan, Teddy. I don't think I've met like any of your guys' families. I will uh I will touch on the the father thing real quick because uh I know for years I've always made and I even did it a few minutes ago I always make the uh the the you know oh the father thing <laughs> I always bring that up whenever you guys talk about your your parents and your dads and all that kind of stuff uh uh so I I've met my father twice um and I remember I remember I can pinpoint it because it was when Avatar The Last Airbender was on the air and it was the episode where it was the Kiyoshi. They went to Kiyoshi Island for the first time. That was mm-hmm. like that was like the new episode of the week or something. And I remember I think that was the weekend I went to go spend at my father's uh, and that was when I met him for the first time. First time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that was the second time I met him. I think he came by the house one time and I met him. And then the second time was when I went to go stay at his place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I met like his nephew and I guess like his like new wife or something. Um, or new girlfriend or whatever. I don't remember. Um, but I mean, he was, you know, nice and everything. Like he, you know, fed me and made sure I had a nice bed to sleep in and all that kind of stuff. You know, let me watch Avatar uh let me play on his uh his xbox and all that kind of stuff um you know he was nice and all but obviously uh not having him in my life you know even now uh i don't really i don't really like resent him or anything like that i don't have any hate or ill will towards him because he wasn't there so how do i how can i hate someone that wasn't there yeah uh i don't really you know i can't miss him uh there's nothing to miss there's nothing to hate like yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, miss. Or I, I don't know if like if I'm missing anything in life because you know I'm, I'm very much happy of where I am. Uh, again, like very happy the uh, the path in life that I took up to this point. And regardless of I don't or not even regardless, but like if he were here, I don't know how different or how much the same my life would be if he were here. So, um, as much as I hate to say, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess. Because, you yeah. know, Lord knows the kind of path, not the, not to say that I would have, you know, end up, you know, being dead in a ditch or something. But, you know, the path that I've, I've taken now partially has to do with him not being here. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it as bittersweet as that, and I know uh, that might suck, 
uh, you know, a lot of people I know they grew up with their dads and I know, you know, there's some things only a father can teach you. And I, and sure, that's true. Like, I guess in, in like development wise, you know, there are some lessons like uh, dads are very much good at teaching that, you know, sorry, not sorry. I just don't, I don't know that experience. So, and whenever I bring up the, I like joke about like not having a dad around you guys. I don't, I, I'm like, I'm not sad. <laughs> I'm not, I don't do it because I'm sad of like, oh, my dad was never here. I don't do it for that i just it, it's literally just a bit you know yeah it's just you know like whenever ace brings up his dad and you know having to pick him up when he's drunk and everything and all that stuff and watching basketball with his dad and all that stuff like, i think that stuff's cool you know mm -hmm. I, I i don't i don't i don't do the whole like huh, oh you guys have dads thing you know <laughs> no father like no fatherless over here you know what i mean like i do I, don't, I just do it i just do it for laughs i just do it for a bit i don't i don't mean it as like any emotional there's no emotional weight to any to any of that stuff. It's just it's literally just for laughs. Yeah, I feel like you said it perfectly of like it's really hard to feel or conceptualize what you're missing out on because there wasn't really a person or like this thing to miss. Um and you know, I I think it's really cool how you were able to just name that for yourself and just know that like you love your life as it is and part of that is like the absence of him you know i think a lot of the times and I, i've dealt i've like helped a lot of like my teenage clients and patients when they when they've had absent parents of like managing that anger and i think something that comes up for them and something that i hear quite often is like it's a personalized issue of why didn't they stay for me or why don't they love me um and you know it sounds like you had an amazing mom who picked up all that extra slack of the other parents so kudos to your mom too yeah, i think it also helped that when i was young uh my sister was already in high school mm -hmm. so she already kind of had one child that was grown and then another one that was coming up so she didn't have to i mean she did work hard obviously um but she didn't have to raise like two kids that were relatively the same age. My sister's 11 years older than me. So. God damn. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Uh, yeah. So I, I remember whenever, it, obviously like as a kid, like I'd be like, she, we'd have to drop her off to high school, but we would never drop her off at the high school. It would kind of be in the neighbor, the, the neighborhood where the high school was. And she, I guess she would like walk the rest of the way. But mm -hmm. I would be like, as a kid, I'd be like, wait, this is a house. Is the high school at the house? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is she going to school in, at the house? But no, she'd keep walking. And, I, and then we go pick her up some days. And I'm like, oh, this is the school. Mm. <laughs> like, shit like that. But yeah, no, yeah. She, uh, she, she absolutely did her best. And uh, I think uh, her and I, her and I turned out pretty well. Like I said, she just graduated from college. Uh, I dropped out of college. But I'm also living my best life. So, you know, there's that. You know, and um, I think that's also like an episode we, we've been talking about is just trying to figure out a way to make a topic around like what comes after high school. And I don't think college is for everyone. I just happen to be a fucking nerd. I'm like a sponge. I'm really good at books for whatever reason. So college came really easy for me. Um, but, you know, my brother, he's a very technical, 
hands-on type of person. So it did not come easy for him. But my brother is smart. But to sit there and like do assignments and, you know, rack up points so you can get a letter grade, it's the faulty education system and he was not about it. And my sister, it takes her a little longer to understand things, I want to say. And maybe that's not even the really what's what's happening. But I think my sister is so much more smarter than me because my sister has to try a whole lot harder than me. My sister's study habits are amazing. And... You know, I think I'm very lucky with this idea that I can just breeze by. But I think people who actually have to study and put in effort are 10 times more than I could ever be. And that's because they have to put in more work. And that work shows up in so many other ways. Um, But, you know, I know my sister's kind of going through that phase of life as a 23-year-old of like, do I want to finish college? Do I want to travel? What do I want to do with my life? And I think kind of you know the whole topic of of this podcast is like our upbringings right I I pretty much raised my sister and for the better and for the worse because I love my sister but growing up I did not you know I kind of hated my sister growing up and a big piece of that was because she was always around because she had to be and you know I didn't want to raise somebody else's kid I didn't want to raise somebody I was trying to just survive um and you know with that she was always in my shadow for such a long time. And I hate how that's played out for her nowadays. Um, just because I went to freaking UC Berkeley and graduated with the master's does not mean she has to. I did it because I didn't know what the fuck to do with life. And I just felt like it was a natural next step, you know? And I think I just, I get really sensitive and I get really tired of people putting these expectations on my sister when she gets to travel and she gets to just live life by the beat of her own drum and I think that's all I could ever want for somebody and I don't think college is the answer for everyone I think exploring the world gives you just as much education I think going to technical schools give you just as much education I think just kind of winging it and see what happens gives you just as much education and I mean if we're being real I don't think Berkeley gave me anything I didn't already know it basically just paid a hundred thousand dollars for them to tell me shit I already knew. So there's that. <laughs> shit. And you know what, <clears throat> Yesenia, uh, with that, uh, we're gonna coming up on the end of part one here because this is an hour and fifteen by now. Uh, we went for a good, we went for a good while, but uh, that's I wanted to conclude part one since uh, you're kind of already touching on uh some college uh aspects of your life um and part two or part one, this, this whole convo, I was like a nice little deep dive into our lives pre-college, um, you know, middle school, high school, early life. And part two will be all about post high school, college, post-college things beyond pretty much everything up until now, what we've been up to before the ramen Raiders and after the ramen Raiders. Hell yeah. <laughs> like how this all, how this all came to be, how this all started basically. Um, if you were still listening to this point, thanks for like tuning in. Thanks for giving us a space to kind of talk about specifically me. I feel like I talked way more than I should have this episode. So sorry about that, Dean. Um, Thanks for, you know, giving the space to just let us talk about how we got here to this specific day to talk about these specific things. And um, hopefully you were entertained this hour and 15 minutes. 
And uh, stay tuned for next week so you can hear about what life has been for us after our Ramen Raider family was formed. So with that being said, Dean, thanks for having this first part going. And for all of our lovely listeners, we will see you next week on Soft Boiled. Congratulations, Yesenia. I'm so proud of you and I love you. Hey, Yesenia, congratulations on getting your master's in social work. So proud of you. Get that to not buy. Yay, you did it. Congrats, Yesenia, on getting your master's. I know you've worked your ass off these past three years. You deserve all the happiness and success that comes your way. Love you. Now let's get lit. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats, Yesenia. You finally did it. You finally beat the last level of the game called college. And you finally obtained your degree. Not just any ordinary degree you got your master's degree and you are the first person within our friend group to get something like that and probably the last person to do so because that is just super hard we've known that you've been working hard to get this thing the past couple of years and we're super proud of you we love you we can't wait to celebrate this thing with you this weekend we're gonna get turned we're gonna pop some balls for you we're gonna celebrate girl and yeah super proud of you girl we love you bye Hey, Senya. Uh, congratulations on uh, your master's. That's, that's, I can't even imagine how much work that actually entails. Um, and you, you did it. Uh, and I'm proud of you, honestly. It's, I, I, I realize that, yeah, it's been a long road. But you've pushed through, you've persevered. Um, despite everything that possibly could have held you back. You, you did it, and uh, I'm I, like I seriously am proud of you. You've you've done a lot for I would say like a majority of the ramen raiders, and and myself is included in that. Um, you've supported me emotionally. Uh, you supported a lot of us emotionally, um, and I, I can't help but be thankful for that. Um, and uh, I guess that just proves how great of a person you actually are uh, I-, I can tell that sometimes you don't believe that but trust me you are a-, a great person and you've done great and I-, I can honestly say that we're all really proud of you um, but yeah um, congratulations again on your master's. I know you got one more degree to go for, uh, and you'll get there. I know you will. You've perser- persevered this long. You're gonna do it. Anyway. Bye. Yesenia, hey, how's it going? It's Rex. I want to congratulate you on a wonderful achievement of a uh, graduating from college, and... I hope you would do the best out there. I'm really, really happy for you. I really, everything, I hope everything goes pretty well. And welcome to adult life. Hey! Hey, Asenia. Just wanted to say congrats on graduating with your masters. We are so proud of you, and we can't wait to see what the future holds. 
Congratulations, Senya. I wish you the best now and throughout all your future endeavors. As you begin the next chapter of your life, always remember that the Ramen Raiders will always be here for you. Hey, Yesenia, aka Rebecca. Congrats on earning your master's degree. It's a huge accomplishment, and I'm so proud of you, as the rest of us are, of course. Uh, you've been in school for as long as I've known you, so I'm excited to see what the next chapter of life brings you. Uh, love you and see you soon. Hey, Yesenia. Uh, just wanted to say congrats on graduating and not only that but all of your success thus far in life uh we in the rama raiders are so happy to have you as a part of the group and we're so happy to call you our friend uh and you've touched all of our lives in such a meaningful and positive way uh here's to all of your success and you know here's to many 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 more years of getting to grow our friendship and we hope to see you grow and succeed even more 